Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. One rental at a time. It is Wednesday, November 3rd, and this is your daily financial news. Folks, can you believe we've probably been doing this show daily for almost three years? By my count, that's a thousand days in a row. That's pretty impressive. So if you've been a part of this journey for any length of time, I want to thank you very much. If you're new to the Daily Financial News, this is a new show you can count on seven days a week. It's about 12 to 15 minutes. We basically review my morning routine, which is about 90 minutes of reading, trying to figure out what's going on in the world, cost of capital, consumers, real estate, all that good stuff. If you like that stuff, kind of middle of the road, go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, feel free to send me articles. I do my best to catch up on everything that uh, the fans send over. But before we get started, we've got to congratulate Mark and Sandy. Congratulations for getting your next rental property. Congratulations. Your card will go out, folks. We are uh, on pace to exceed our target of closing 500 deals in a year. That is going to be awesome. It's going to help me feel like one rental at a time is truly changing people's lives. In addition to that, at that point, we're going to start giving away some money to a food bank. Many of my experts have signed up to donate as well. I think what we're going to target is we're going to try to get to 10 grand. I'm going to cover half that, and we're going to see what we can do. But that's a talk for another day. Uh, we're about, I think we're close to 270 at this point, so it is... Uh, it is going quite well. So the daily financial news. I talked about this yesterday. I even joked about getting your popcorn ready. Uh, Zillow's earnings report exceeded my expectations. I expected them to take a write down, right? I, I as an accountant, when you mark the market, you know you could have taken a two hundred million dollar, maybe two fifty, maybe three hundred million dollar loss, cleaned your books you know, got, got rid of your mistakes and just moved on. Zillow has decided to call it quits. Here's the deal, right? Uh, we've talked about it a bunch of times on this channel. Zillow, Zillow was, now I guess you can say was, right? Kind of past tense. Zillow was the worst flippers ever. And by worst, I mean lost the most money. When they tally all of this up, there is a good chance that Zillow loses half a billion dollars. How do you lose half a billion dollars flipping property? You make, or you break, I should say, rule number one. You make your money when you buy. Zillow's infinite wisdom was they were going to use artificial intelligence, AI. Unfortunately, their models clearly took into account future appreciation. That worked for a little while, but once it started feeding on itself, they started buying worse and worse deals. It was a running joke in Phoenix. 
Now they're in Houston and Atlanta, but I have contacts in Phoenix. The flippers that I know in Phoenix would love it when Zillow wanted to buy their flip. Why? Because they would pay too much. Talked about an example yesterday where a real estate agent who is known to uh, stretch prices thought a property was worth $390 tops. They put it up to Zillow. Zillow paid $417. That's, that's more than a 5% over. And again, Zillow's goal was to flip this. So not only did they overpay, but now their cost basis is so high, they're destined to lose money. Because at the end, Zillow was selling to a retail buyer. Zillow's business model, iBuying, was broken. I do not see the same thing with OfferPad. I don't see the same thing um, with, with Redfin and the like. But who knows? Uh, this has to give you pause if you are an iBuyer. And again, remember, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the great real estate slowdown. I have seven or eight multimillionaires that come and talk to you every week. And most of them have said the last nine months were the best time ever to flip. If Zillow couldn't make money in the last nine months, broken, we are going to go into a flat market, maybe a couple of points up or down, but it's going to be relatively flat and they were going to get crushed. So they are taking their losses now and exiting. To that end, what do they do with the properties they have? That is a great question. Rough and tough, they supposedly have 7,000 homes in inventory. That 7,000 homes in inventory are really in different stages from being complete to just newly purchased. My question for you is, what do you think happens? If you watched my interview with the Lumberjack yesterday, he actually came up with a genius idea. He said, you know what? Zillow, said, Zillow should just become one of the largest landlords tomorrow. Or maybe create a 50-50 joint venture with someone. And just become a landlord, right? We have a, a supply problem for rentals. They could become landlords tomorrow. I thought that was a great idea. Doesn't sound like they're going that way. Option two is they list the 7,000 homes and they sell them off one at a time. That is too slow. Uh, that is, uh, frankly, too much risk for Zillow. So I believe it will be option three. They will create these 7,000 homes. They probably will create multiple smaller portfolios like, hey, here's the Houston portfolio. Here's the Phoenix portfolio. Here's the Atlanta portfolio. And they will sell them off in relatively big chunks. Zillow will be out of the flipping business, out of inventory within 60 days, 75 tops. My guess is they want to be out before the end of the year. Remember, Zillow is a public company. They want to take the losses. They want to take the lumps in Q4. They want to get into 2022 with a clean book. So that's what I think is going on with Zillow. And again, folks, if you are a flipper yourself, uh, do yourself a favor. Don't assume appreciation when you make your purchase. If you want to lose a lot of money, repeat what Zillow did. Next up, I have a guest for you. And I'd love to hear from you because this is kind of a yes or no answer. Yes, I'm looking for audience participation. I believe uh, our President Biden has basically indicated that Jerome Powell is out. I do not see Jerome Powell being renominated, which should probably freak out the stock market. Anytime they bring in someone new, uh, 
It should freak out the market. Uh, President Biden talked about a long list of qualified candidates and you know stuff like that. My guess, Powell is out in the stock market, has not recognized it. Once they make the list and Powell is out, I expect the market to be unhappy, right? Uh, not saying that Powell's doing a great job. I'm not saying I like what the Fed did. I'm just making a basic statement. They know what they got, right? Better the devil you know than the devil you don't. I think that's going to be a, a bad day when the list comes out and Powell is not on it. We shall see. Let me know. Powell in or out? Just leave that in the comments. In means he stays. Out means he's gone. In or out? Comments below. Uh, we get the Fed verdict today. Again, I think Powell knows he's gone. I think Powell is going to stay uh, right to the script. Uh, Powell is going to say we are going to start reducing bond purchases. This is called the taper. Uh, we are going to see um, you know, by how much and how fast. I'm hoping he gives an end date. I doubt he will. I doubt he would want to put himself or the next Fed president in a bind. But he will say things like, we have started reduction of $10 billion and we will play it by ear. I think that's as much as he will give, but we shall see today. Uh, on the front, on kind of um, other company news, uh, Hilton CEO uh, is talking about the vacation traveler is back. Weekends around the country are slammed. His words, not mine. Slammed. Which makes me think, if the weekends, you know, long weekends, all of that stuff, vacation travelers are doing it, I wonder when business travel comes back. I was one of those business travelers for years. In fact, one of the worst days of my life is when I got a Marriott Platinum card. In order to get a Marriott Platinum card, that means you need to sleep away from your family for a hundred nights. That day sucked. Don't like that. But I wonder when the business travel comes back because Hilton, Marriott, and the like, I don't think they can survive with just vacation travelers, at least as currently configured. We shall see. Bed Bath & Beyond and Avis. Man, if you are a short seller and you had share, if you were shorting Bed Bath & Beyond or Avis in the last 48 hours, you're not having a good day. You got smoked. Right? Avis kind of on the back of great rental numbers doubled in a day because short sellers short sellers were squeezed. Bed Bath & Beyond, I think the same thing. I think it was up 60 or 70% on a short squeeze. Uh, if you are shorting in this environment, ooh be careful. Mortgage rates fell this week. Um, not much, but they fell. 3.24 versus 3.3. Refi demand down 33% year on year. This is a conversation I had uh, yesterday. Um, I forget who I had it with. I think it was the Lumberjack. Or, no, I think it was Greg Dickerson on Monday. We talked about refis going down and that being a sign of a slowing economy. Most people aren't like us. If you're watching one rental at a time and you do a refi cash out rate and term, you're probably buying another investment. Most Americans are paying off debt only to run it up again. They're buying another car, a boat, a toy, whatever. That's all currency moving in the economy. So we shall see what happens as refis continually fall. If you like Oreo cookies, Ritz, Ritz crackers, or Sour Patch Kids, I'm sorry to tell you that inflation is finally caught you. 
Those prices are going up at least 7% next month. Folks, inflation is real. It is nasty. It is going to continue for many, many months to come. Don't know if you heard this, but it looks like the cur- another harebrained idea from the Democrats to tax and uh, get to this uh, budget reconciliation. They want to tax buybacks. If you've watched my channel for any length of time, you know I'm not a particular fan of buybacks. I think it is a lazy use of capital. Um, I think there are better ways to do it, but I never thought about taxing it. If you are going to tax buybacks and then you are going to count on 500, 600, whatever million dollars, you're an idiot. If If the company gets taxed to do a buyback, they will simply distribute special dividends. They simply will go on acquisition binges, they will do something else. You will essentially turn stock buybacks into zero. For example, if they did $500 billion in buybacks this year, you might get $50 or $60 billion. And given the funny math behind the budget reconciliation, they are probably planning on taxing $500 million when in reality it will be 50 So again, Be warned, your taxes are going to go up when this budget reconciliation breaks. It looks like the uh, workers at Deere, John Deere, uh, we talked about it, I think, on Monday that there was a proposal, uh, but it looks like it got voted down. The employees at Deere are still on strike. Uh, Again, if you are part of a union, uh, if you want to get higher wages, it has never been a better time. You have all the power, like all the power. Go get it. That's part of this wage inflation. If you don't get a raise today, you are done. Inflation's 8, 9, 10%. So I hope you go get 10, 12, 15, because otherwise you are going backwards. Uh, What else? Oh, last thing we're going to talk about is the ADP job report. Remember, ADP comes out a day or two before the most important number this week, which is Friday, payroll growth or job growth for uh, October. ADP came out and said 571,000 jobs created. That was above the estimate of 400. Remember, like I talk about every month, ADP report is frankly not a great indicator for the final number. They're off by a lot many times. Uh, remember, I think it was last week we had an over-under. I think it was actually Saturday. We're going to continue it here. Over-under of 500,000 jobs reported Friday. Did we create 500,000 jobs in October? Over means you're going to go over or under, obviously under. I'm going to go over. I'm generally optimistic. Uh, So we'll take the over on this one. Uh, I think more and more people are coming back. Uh, I think we are healing. But we shall see. It's been, it's missed. I think it's missed badly two out of the last three months. One month it exceeded, two months it significantly below. So that's what I got for you today. Uh, We will be speaking with Anna Kelly. She's a little bit under the weather, but I verified with her this morning that she's going to give it a go. Uh, And then we got Matt, the mortgage guy at 930. So an exciting day. I hope you have a wonderful day. We will be back tomorrow to continue our trend of a thousand days in a row. Have a wonderful day. Uh, Keep sending me your cards. We're going to keep, you know, keep our count to 500. If you wanted ever to get autographed books from an author, you can do it. I have this special, both books for 50 bucks. Just, uh, on uh, PayPal and the like. So take care of yourself. Bye.